Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Meatballs is here fiddling with the knobs, baby face, Joel Solomon, producing this disaster of a show, and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hi, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Well, guys, you know, SummerSlam is right around the corner, and we have our pal, The Miz. He's going to be on in about a half hour to promote that big event. You know, he went I don't know if you know this, Parley Kid. He went 201 days without a win. 201 days without a win. And it wasn't like he took off for an injury or something. He was he was active in those um, so, seven months or so. Yeah. One thing Harry and the Miz have in common, I guess. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, was, I was just trying exactly. to come up with something for you, Darren. I couldn't come up with anything. Yeah. Harry, is, uh, you beat him to it. I, yeah. I asked Darren the question. He nailed really it. Was. He nailed it. Harry's <laughs> coming up back-to-back losses. Be careful. But uh, listen, you could be quite sure I'll be asking uh, the Miz about that 201-day losing streak. It might be why he doesn't have a match this Saturday at WrestleMania in Detroit, Ford Field. Um, I don't know if you remember it was uh it was WrestleMania where he got uh he got clocked by Snoop, George Kittle, and Shane McMahon. What a weekend it was. So Harry, who lays him out in Detroit, do you think? Eminem, oh, Michael uh, Moore. Sure. I gotta ask your thumb. I gotta <laughs> I gotta I gotta ask my best man, Jack knows. Who's gonna not, well, I'm just saying they'll probably have a Detroit-based celebrity there to uh knock him out. Anyway. Don uh, Dennis Rodman. Don Dennis Rodman. Oh, Rodman would be good. Don Rodman Harris. out of nowhere yeah. with his yeah. daughters yeah. making some headlines. Yeah, I good, like it all. Um, and I also want to. I also want to ask him if he thinks he's going to be a Hall of Famer. That should be interesting. I bet he thinks yeah. he he should be. Um, I bet he doesn't hold back. Hey, we have a Hall of Fame blackjack player on with us, brother Bry. What happened? You got beat up yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a good uh, in Vegas a few weeks ago. I had a good day. I decided this morning I couldn't sleep. My back's been killing me. Mm-hmm. It was like 6.30 in the morning. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a trip to Turningstown, which is Harry's Casino. <laughs> it's um, an expensive back medication. Yeah. It's a bit expensive back, <laughs> but it was like an 80-minute trip there. Um, so I decided, I, I literally was there for 30 minutes at the casino. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I took out a pretty hefty withdrawal. Um, and I sat down. And there, was three, there was three blackjack tables open. I sit down with the first guy. And it was amazing. I've never seen anything like it before. He's doing the dumbest thing. He's saying the dumbest things. He's faking. He Sal. He is faking blackjacks. I mean, I had I had a twenty. Like you know, I have a twenty. Or mm-hmm. um, this happened multiple times. He's showing an ace card. He's literally going like he's scooping it up. He'll pick up the card a little bit and then he just mm-hmm. puts it down and fakes and he starts laughing. I'm That's like, not when good. does that? When does that happen? I mean, I was I knew I was only going to be there for a short amount of time, or else I would have started like the pit boss. I would have started screaming for somebody to come over but it was first of all uh, it's it's supposed to be a friendly atmosphere you got people pissed off they're losing you you know you're supposed to pretend that you're on their side also you're you're in it for tips right or maybe this guy isn't so what what, are you you, doing that if i'm a dealer first of all these dealers too they take their time you'd think they'd want to go as fast as possible which the house would want them to go and right i i know for myself like if i do well i tip very well so like mm-hmm. 
They should be rooting for me. They are literally just laughing. Well, remember the one time we played in Vegas when the dealer was laughing at me the last yeah, time yeah, we yeah. went. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was laughing that I had, she was laughing that I had no chips out. left. So it's a big joke. Like they've never it's seen all, it before. It's all a big joke. Yeah. And you know, yeah. this is like, you know, I like to stack chips if I win. So like mm-hmm. I had a sizable hand on one of them. I had a sizable hand and like, I, I didn't know if I was doubling down or if he really had blackjack, of course, then I doubled down cause he did not And then he turned over a 21 after like three cards. Mm. Oh, so geez. like I was just getting uh, killed. So I was like, I literally I was there it. 30 I, minutes. I get sick even thinking la- about blackjack. I, I just put can't in, win. I put in a baseball parlay and then I left. All right. Well, that's how we're going to get it back. <laughs> baseball, because all these um, lineups and rosters are taking shape here. Parley kid. Um, let's go over who won the trade deadline. The Mets traded Verlander to the Astros. They finished that off. So goodbye Scherzer. Goodbye uh, Verlander. Goodbye. Any relief uh, effort they have. And by the way, it showed yesterday They had a third <laughs> relief pitcher in who didn't even throw a pitch to lose a game. It was a walk off balk. As soon as they brought him in, uh, Hilarious, hilarious loss again with the Mets by, <laughs> to the lowly Royals. And by the way, they should have ended that game when the ball hit Alonzo in the face as he's chasing a foul ball. But <laughs> so much. Uh, so Verlander's gone. Scherzer's sure gone. I don't, I don't know if a, an owner has ever um, traded himself, but uh, Stephen Cohen might just do that, <laughs> except for the deadline hit yesterday. Are they recharging for 2025? That's what it seems like with the Mets um, as they settle the AL West. But I don't know, Parley kid. I'm thinking optimistically, as long as they have the core of Lindor and Alonzo and Alvarez and Nimmo, and then they have the bullpen of Diaz and like Adevano is pretty strong. And then do they do kind of what they did this year and hopefully with more effective pitchers, like by your roster year to year, by your starting pitchers? I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, I don't look. I I, I like what the Mets did. Uh, mm. I do think they're probably. Uh, you would know better than me, but they are picking up a, a significant amount of money, I believe, as well yeah. here in these contracts, uh, which, uh, you know, does that hurt their prospects of maybe landing Otani because they're, they have a lot of uh, money going to players that won't even be on their roster? That yeah. could hurt. Uh, if I'm a Mets fan, uh, I like it, but at the same time, I'm questioning, you know, what, what our play is for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously this is all about next year for the Mets or the Mets even punting on next year already, uh, by yeah. doing what they did. I don't think so. Because I, like you saying, I think they'll have their core players still back in the fold. Most of them will probably have better years than they're having this year. And the way I, I like brother Brian mentioned in, in, in a text the other day, it's, it's kind of smart for the Mets to throw, um, large amounts of money for short terms at some yeah. of these pitchers. And just kind of retool that uh, that pitching uh, component mm-hmm. uh, for next year. So I think the Mets will be back, I, and and they replenish their farm system. It's a good job, but I just would be worried about uh, you know if you were planning on having Otani next year, can you still get him? Being that you're you're there's a lot of money that are going to uh, some contracts that are not even on your team anymore. I'm not sure. Yeah, with that, listen. They're building around Senga. They're building this pitching staff around Senga. I've been mean, so for years. This is the way to do it. But now, uh, so who did win the trade deadline? Bry, you you actually think the Mets are one of the teams that did win? I do. Look, I think the Mets are the biggest loser for the season, right? For the season, but undoubtedly, I think they won the trade deadline. Like, hmm. and I think they found a great loophole, right? Like, you can't 
you can't, you know, maybe international pools of money, right, are limited or you can't make yeah. trades for first round picks or, you know, or draft picks, right? But what they can essentially keep doing every year, like, you know, they're essentially paying probably $100 million right now for good p- prospects, right? Because they owe yeah. at least 35 to each Scherzer and Verlander. Plus, they probably owe more for Verlander. So it's like $100 million for prospects. But why not next year? I know they said they're going to in a transition year. Why not give like Snell two years, a hundred, yeah. uh, two mm-hmm. years, a hundred and something million dollars. Oh, and then look, if he's great, he's great. If he's, if he's, if the team sucks again, then you trade him for prospects and you eat some money. If you have unlimited right. funds, because look, yeah. you get, you get Houston's top two prospects. Supposedly they say that the top two prospects, yeah. you get, you get one of the top prospects for Texas and Acuna is probably going to be good just because it's in mm-hmm. the genes, right? So if two of these like 10 prospects pan out, it's worth it. And look, I'm jealous. The Yankees should have unloaded their whole team. Holmes should have yep. been gone. Torres should have been gone. Bader should have been gone. If somebody would have no taken sense. Rizzo, it was pathetic by the Yankees. So I think the Mets, and I would say the same thing for the White Sox. White Sox. It is a weird. Oh, the White Sox some, too. Yeah. White Sox got some great prospects and it's look, they were going nowhere. And some of those pitchers, they're a little overrated. So, I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was good by the Mets. The cup half full Met fan will say, well, the Mets paid, I don't know, 172 million uh, between 172 and 190 million to Scherzer and Verlander for 59 combined starts <laughs> and Drew Gilbert, right. Ryan Clifford and Luis Angel uh, Acuna. So, but yeah, you're right. They're not going to win in 2023. Uh, the Yankees probably should have done something similar to call them winners, though. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> not tra- sure. Winners at the trade deadline. Lo- they are the like overall it. losers for the season. Like for the yeah. season, they're losers. But yeah. they were going to be losers anyway. So why not make something positive? Of it, Harry. So Verlander goes to the Astros. Um, might end up in the Hall of Fame as an Astro. I wonder if he does. Mm. I don't, it's going to mm. be interesting to see. Uh, but so you think they're the winners? Yeah, I mean, I think Texas did some nice things, too. Uh, I would have liked to see Baltimore make a move or a little bit more of a move or, uh, since considering I think right now they're probably the best team in the American League. But mm-hmm. I'd still think that getting Verlander, this, you know, he's, he's won two World Series with this team. Um, they need a little bit of help. What we're used to seeing out of the Astros, too, is a lot of times in these years past, they're leading the league in batting average, home runs, hits, RBIs. Not so much. They're in the middle pack this year, so they need that extra help. They needed that extra pitcher, and they got Verlander. Last five starts, 1.49 ERA. He's only given up uh, 600 runs in the last 42 innings. We saw what happened with Robert Valdez last night with his no-hitter after the signing of Verlander. His ERA is at three. Christian Javier, seven and two. I think the team is solid now. I think they can contend against Baltimore. They can probably take Texas out in the Western uh, Division. the third in major league and team ERA. And now they have Verlander. I think they win. Yeah. Well, like I said, Steve Cohn decided the West. We haven't figured it out uh, just yet, but Paulie kid, you're going the other way with that. You think uh, the Rangers won the deadline? Yeah. I mean, I'm also including maybe some moves the Rangers made before the deadline, like the Chapman uh, pickup back Mm -hmm. in, in, in later June uh, when they were able to land him. Uh, And obviously uh, Scherzer, I, I do love Montgomery, the Montgomery pickup for them too, uh, from the Cardinals, a former Yankee as well. Montgomery is as, as solid as they come when it comes to like a number three, possibly four starter. Uh, now their pitching depth is much better. Uh, Chris Stratton was another good uh, pickup for the bullpen. Uh, so between Scherzer, Montgomery, Chapman, and Stratton here, 
those four that those are four major moves for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they already have a, a tremendous offense as it is, uh, and I just think this puts them. Look, they're doing the right thing. They've spent so much money between you know they lost Degrom, they put a lot of money into Degrom, but between the Seager contract, the Simeon contract, bringing in John Gray, Nathan Avaldi, this is their time to win. Mm-hmm. They spent all that money already. I, I think you're in you're in a good spot right now. And they really bolstered their team. I think the Rangers fans should be ecstatic. I know losing Acuna was was a was a big hit probably for them, but other than that, I think it has been just a just solid move after solid move for a Rangers organization that is in it to win it. I think they win the West. I, well, I think it's they interesting. Win that division. I, I'm looking at it. August second. Here we are. It's it's basically like both teams pressed reset. Like okay, let's do it. Uh, they're both um, minus one ten. To yep, win the West. That's great. This is great for baseball. Scherzer, Verlander. Yeah. How great is it going to be to see those two match up here late in the season? There's it's 54 good for games left. Yeah. So uh, Astros 61 and 47, Rangers 61 and 46. Brother Brian, we have, uh, I'm not going to hedge, but we have a, a considerable <laughs> amount of money on the <laughs> Astros to win the a West. A lot. A lot of yes, money. Yes. I said concern. Yes. A lot. Yes. <laughs> Uh, a lot. So, yeah, it comes down to obviously uh, the end here. You weren't, I don't know that the Rangers were going to get both Verlander and Scherzer, but the Astros kind of had to do that to keep pace. So, it's going to be very uh, interesting. Uh, I, I think it's uh, the Angels who won, honestly, simply by keeping Otani. They kept the buzz. Otani brings them for the home stretch for this, you know, potential run at Judge and the AL home run record, although he's tailed off a little. But, you know, they're five out of the division, not likely, um, to pass those teams we just uh, spoke about. Three out of a wild card spot. And um, more importantly, they're in play for Otani for next year. So, um, in a way, the Angels, even though it may not benefit completely this year, uh, I think they they won the trade deadline by keeping Otani. I was talking yesterday on Extra Points about how excited we really should be about this baseball season. Now, Parley Kid, me, you, Bry... Harry doesn't have a team, but, you know, Mikey Meatballs and Babyface, the Yankees, Mets fans can't be too excited, right? I know Red Sox fans can't be too excited. But if you look at every division other than the NL East, where the Braves have an 11-game lead, Baltimore up by a game and a half in the East, the Twins up by two games in the Central, the Rangers uh, and Astros, you know, virtually identical records, a half game up the Rangers are in the West. Um, and then the other divisions, the Reds are a half game up on the Brewers, the Dodgers two and a half over the Giants. We really probably could haven't seen anything this close, like five out of six divisions could go any way. I mean, if you had to make a parlay for the six division winners, I wouldn't be able to do it. If you gave me 10 chances, I don't think I could do it. No, and it's going to be great for baseball here, Sal, down the stretch. This yeah. is exactly what baseball needs. Would they love to have the Yankees and Mets in this mix as well? Yeah, that would be even better for baseball. But this certainly helps them, you know, but, that, you know, watching uh, our teams play, you know, you're losing a big part of the market with the with the uh, New York fans, uh, especially when you have uh, the Yankees are flat out boring. I mean, I just it's a they're a boring team. Yeah. Uh, and wasn't this shift supposed to help people with the averages and stuff like that? The non shift, I should say. I think the I, averages just, have gone up a little bit, but it just seems I, like well, uh, we have underachievers on our teams uh, specifically. I think there's so, a big, yeah, big difference yeah. in that. Yeah, big yeah. difference. But no, Very this sure. is th- these races are great for baseball, mm-hmm. right? When we grew up, we loved baseball in the '70s and '80s, 
but you almost could have almost determined the division winner by now. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, and that was it. It was just the division winners. If you right. Had, right? Yeah. So back in the eighties, Darren, if you had the, if you had the Braves, the team, the team that's dominant like this, this year, they would have a, uh, they would have a eight, 15 to 18 game lead. And there's no one else that makes the playoffs except the, uh, the East and the West. Remember, the, the, four two teams, two in, the, two, two in the American league, two in the national league. That was it. And you almost by this time of the year, it could have almost been decided. Maybe one of those divisions, maybe if you're lucky, two were in a, a yeah. really good race. But but you know, this is what baseball wanted, right? They wanted more opportunities. Most teams are for as bad as the Yankees have been. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I mean, they could still draw fans because they're still technically in right. a playoff hunt. It's it ridiculous. Yeah, Reds, are. Reds lost hundred games last year. Yeah, right. you go Amazing. back to Polly Kid, the Bucky Dent home run and everything. I don't know. Were they 14 back that year? It's 14 like they, and, and a half and, out. And they had no other choice. Uh, they couldn't get a wild card. So nope. if, if that didn't happen, it was a boring August, September. But yeah, so here we go. Well, uh, you know, what are we going to do? Play blackjack at the turning stone? No, we got to bet baseball. <laughs> we got to watch baseball. Uh, uh, a pretty good softball player, the Miz. He would play in the celebrity softball. I think he won the MVP for the celebrity softball game a couple of years ago. He's coming up right after this break. We'll talk to him. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and older only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wagers only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet is $1,250. The bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, it's 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. All right, our guest today is a Hollywood A-lister, a reality star, and the reason all three of my sons want to have a bar mitzvah. Uh, You can see him at SummerSlam this Saturday, Ford Field, and on Peacock. Welcome back to the show, our awesome pal, The Miz. What's happening, Miz? Always an honor, always a privilege. Uh, What's happening right now? Um, I had a hard time with my computer today, so but I'm here. I'm excited. I love talking to you. I love talking sports. Whatever you want to talk. What do you want to talk about today, Sal? Well, we're excited, too. I mean, honestly, you you don't realize, like, you know, I want you to know the WWE offered us everyone like Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dominic Mysterio, Paul Heyman, and all of those guys fell through. And here you are. 
But uh, yeah, no, we are uh, we are happy. I want to talk. I want to talk Browns. It's probably a true story, to be honest with you. You probably no. <laughs> would want Dom right now because Dom is like the hottest like superstar in WWE. Like as soon as a microphone touches his lips, everyone is booing him out of the building. It reminds me. It's just like when a person has that type of we call it heat, where yeah. a crowd just absolutely despises someone. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's second to none. And honestly, I don't, I can't remember the last time someone was booed as hard as Dom, maybe Vicky Guerrero. Really? I was going to ask you, what was the last time? Because there must've, I mean, you must've looked back and idolized some of the Roddy Pipers of the world and the guys who could really bring the heat. But, uh, uh after being around it, so it's Dom Mysterio and who? Guerrero before that? Oh, I would say Vicky Guerrero, maybe myself. Vicky Guerrero. I mean, dare, oh, dare yeah, I put Vicky myself in that mix? Uh, you can. but I always seem to get, uh, able to get, uh, a lot of people booing me, but the way Dom's doing it, it's just, it's so good. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch and WWE is really hot right now. It's the hottest. I think I've mm -hmm. ever, I've ever in my career. I think this is the hottest that WWE has ever been. And, you know, I don't know if it's the level of talent. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's just a timing wise. I don't know if just the stories are coming together, but whatever it is, are, I've never seen so many shows sold out. Like whenever yeah. we, we get like comps, right? Like we can get comps for shows. We're like mm -hmm. two months out and they'll send us emails and texts that saying, Hey, sorry guys, no comps today because we're sold out like clean. And it's, it's wow. pretty insane. Like, and the crowds are really reacting to, you know, our, our, our great baby faces who are, are good guys. Uh, Cody mm -hmm. Rhodes, as well as Seth Rollins. I actually just watched Cody Rhodes uh, documentary on Peacock and man, what a story. Like I've been there since the beginning. Uh, I've been able to watch him grow um, from Ohio Valley wrestling, where we did our developmental territory all the way into him being stardust getting frustrated you know talking to him about it and then him actually leaving and mm. doing uh you know all the amazing things he did with the indie scene and just growing up uh, growing up and and just becoming the superstar that he is and then coming back to wwe and being an absolute main eventer um yeah you know i guess that, some, and that's called american american nightmare yeah, right american uh, nightmare becoming cody Rhodes. Yeah. it's real it's a, yeah. a great watch i watched it last night and it was I was like, wow, what a, what a fun story. Not maybe not uh, fun is not the correct word, but it, it is fun because <laughs> to see it, but you know, it's fun to as see a, a person idolize yeah. their father and go right. after the title that his father never had. I mean, you know, growing up in the business, I, I couldn't imagine, you know, having, you know, a shadow cast over you as big as mm -hmm. a dusty roads and for him to not only, you know, come into that shadow, but also, not be jealous of it, uh, you know, take it in and, uh, and really hone it in and become his own superstar to where there is no shadow. He loves the shadow. It's, it's, yeah. it's a really good watch. I'd, I'd, I'd definitely recommend it. You went the other way. You actually made your dad, who is a sweetheart of a, uh, a fella. I met him at your uh, kid's uh, birthday party and, uh, you made him a star basically. Right. And yeah. then sometimes, uh, I don't even know if he was asking for it, but you know, because of the heat that you brought, um, a lot of times he was, he was brought into the melee, uh, maybe unwillingly. Yeah, he definitely was brought in and he, uh, made memes and sometimes he <laughs> does not let me live it down that he was more famous during my match that he was involved with than I was, uh, Mike, <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, I, I was, 
I, I was all over the internet. I was, I was trending worldwide, whatever that means. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, dad, I get it. But you know, you just, all you did was put your Dukes up like a 1950s <laughs> boxer, you know? And, and, and he's like, yeah, well, everyone seemed to love it. And I'm like, Oh my God, dad. And so now he never lets me live it down. It's he was just right. kind of what he does. Um, I, you know, and you say the WWE is hotter than ever. And I, I'm not sure how to bring this up, but 2023, not so great for you. I mean, no. you have to admit, right? I mean, I don't think I've saw that many consecutive losses since the 2017 Browns. What, what was it? 201 days. Yeah. Actually, I think it was the 201 days yeah. I went without a win. Uh, yeah. what's amazing. And, uh, you know, just to pat myself on the back is the fact that I could lose 201 matches and I can mm -hmm. still be involved in a main event story or main event type title, uh, whether it's right. the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, Universal Championship, Intercontinental title, United States title. If I lose 201, you'll still believe on the 202nd day that I can still win and mm -hmm. become the main event, which is I don't know if there's any other superstar that can do that. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting way to spin it. I would say, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with you. And the fact that, uh, I mean, really you're as hot as ever. I think I'm trying to think if you, I was going to position it this way, what would it take for you not to make the hall of fame? Are you a first ballot hall of famer in the WWE right now? Well, let's see. Two time WWE champion. Eight-time mm -hmm. Intercontinental Champion, eight-time Tag Team Champion, two-time United States Champion, two-time Mr. Money in the Bank, star of Marine 3, 4, 5, and 6, all WWE mm -hmm. Studios movies, uh, Christmas Bounty and Santa's Little Helper, two Christmas movies, might I add. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think my accolades speak for themselves. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine me not being a first ballot Hall of Famer, but if I'm not, then I don't know who is. I think you are first ballot for sure, but Thanks. I posed the question to some of our listeners. I don't know if you're mm. familiar with one of them. His name is Brian Gewertz. Mm. Um, and he had thoughts on this because, uh, you know, uh, I mean, let I, me guess his thoughts. His thoughts are the Miz should not be in the Hall of Fame before me. It's probably something along those lines or it's something funnier. <laughs> well, I'll let you decide. Here's what he said. He said, Miz is definitely a Hall of Famer. That's a good start. He's not Babe Ruth. He's more like the Harold Baines of WWE, someone who's been around forever, put up a lot of counting stats, and whose inclusion in the Hall of Fame angers and confuses people. If Harold Baines ever starred in a bunch of unwatchable Marine movies, there'd be no telling them apart. That's nice, I think. Well, I think what he does is he sits in his little <laughs> Mets room and all he does is think of, of Burns to, to, to be on, on Twitter or X, right. if we will, if you will. Yeah. Okay. But you don't like the Harold Baines comparison? I mean, Harold Baines, a... I mean, is definitely a Hall of Famer. Okay. Right. Would right. you, would you, you would you deny him the Hall of Fame? I, I deny a lot of people. You'd be shocked, but I don't, really? um, I think there would be like six people in the hall of fame if, uh, wow. if it was up to me. Yeah. Then I I'm guess sorry. no one's but going you're... to the hall of fame to see all the cool stuff that's there and the memorabilia because all you got is six people. Yeah. You got Babe Ruth. I mean, you could have a lot of Babe uh, memorabilia, by the way, I am stunned by this. There was a meme out there or whatever it was. It was a comparison when Pete Alonzo, I'm a big Mets fan, Alonzo and Vogelback went back to back home runs. They said, this is the fattest combination of uh back to back home run guys uh, in the history of baseball. And I'm like, ah, that's just a joke. And then they're like, no, 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 that's true. And they like, they put the weights in and, and Pete Alonzo's not fat. And I was, was like, going to say Pete Alonzo doesn't remind me like John Crook. Like I remember yeah, when he was a big ridiculous. guy, uh, Cecil Fielder, 
Cecil no, Fields. I was like, no, Cecil no, Fields with se- anyone. Like the, the senior. He was a big guy. Right. Frank yeah. Thomas. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not, I wouldn't say fat, but he was, a, he was huge, like gigantic. Well, if you're going by weight, I was like, all right, I'm going to start with Babe Ruth. How much do you think Babe Ruth weighed? Oh, I don't know. He didn't, I mean, yeah, I guess. But who is, who is coming in after him? It's back to back, I mean, right? I didn't care. I know. But I was, look, I couldn't believe everything lists him at 215 pounds. I don't know if it was the baggy uniforms or having a, a very fat John Goodman. How tall was he? He was only five foot two and a half, which is weird. Yeah. I guess that's what people don't know. No, he was six two. Oh, was he? Yeah. Wow. But, but and only 215 legs, pounds? Like, I weigh more than him. He had to be 230, 240 by the end of mm-hmm. his career. But anyway, I'm going to. I'm going to look into that. What do you think of, uh, uh, I'll get back to wrestling in a second. Your guardians are a couple games out. Do you have hope for this team? Uh, we got Noah Syndergaard, which is, yeah. I couldn't believe that. Cause <laughs> I feel like Noah is a little older and W uh, I'm sorry. The guardians are very good at bringing up prospects and they're all about prospects, bringing up people in their, in their category. And then usually the Yankees try to steal them away and pay them a ton mm-hmm. of money. You know, it's, that's kind of right. what, what, Usually the standard is Cleveland brings them up. Everyone else takes them away. You look at Lindor, you look at Kluber, you look at, you look yeah. at all these, these superstar CC Sabathia. Uh, I was just in Tahoe with him. And I was like, he was a huge, you know, Cleveland, Cleveland person. And did then, he ever you know, hit the a Yankees home run? Because that would be the, that would be the, What's the answer right there. Did he ever hit a home run CC? I don't know. It was probably a uh, pre DH. Uh, yeah. Pre, I don't, I don't think he ever got to bat because he was always right. in American league. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. But yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the guardians right now, I, I look at as they're always in the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's just what they do. As far as if they can go further in the playoffs, it all depends how Bieber, which I don't know how he is right now. You yeah. know, is he, is he, is he, is he 100%? If he's going to be 100%, you know, we got a mm-hmm. one and Noah Syndergaard, if he can, I mean, he's, he's a talented <laughs> pitcher, you know, and so if nothing else in the guard is um, a, a hot prospect on immaculate grid, I don't know if you've been playing this, but where you, uh, where you have to match up players who played on various teams. Have you not come across this yet? No, this is nuts. Really? All right. Go to immaculategrid.com. It pairs up teams. Like it'll say like guardians and Royals. And then you have to fill that box with a player who, throughout history who played for both the guardians and the, and the Royals and Syndergaard now having been on 53 teams is a, uh, is a hot one to, why do you uh, think he's been on so many teams? I don't know. I love it. Syndergaard is like, you know, the name, you know, that that Mm -hmm. he's a a solid pitcher. Like why does he move from team to team to team? That's always Um, interesting to me. I heard he keeps sleeping with the uh, pitching coach's wife. So they have to move him on, but I don't know. I, you know, those are just rumors. (laughs) Um, I do have to say, I like your Browns this year. I, I like you them know, to win the division. I do. I do think they're going to do really well this year. I, this is the year if they can yeah. stay healthy, which is, I think this is the year where Stefanski really proves himself. He either proves mm-hmm. himself to be the coach that we all think he is, which is a genius or he proves himself right. to be fired. <laughs> I yeah. think this is a, a make it or t- uh, make it, take it type of uh type of year for Stavansky. And I want him to make it like, I want him to do well. And I think he's done a tremendous job with the team. I think the general managers have literally put this team in position to win. 
And, you know, you look at all the weapons that, you know, the offense has. Najoku is a fantastic tight end. Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb will be the best running back in all of the NFL. I think this is the year mm-hmm. where he actually breaks out and becomes the number one guy. You know, I think he's always around number two, number three. You know, there's Derrick Henry, but I think King Henry's going to take a back seat to, to Nick Chubb. You have, uh, first of all, you have a, a first year. Well, not that it's his first year, but Jim Schwartz is your defensive coordinator. You brought in Dalvin Tomlinson from the Minnesota, the Vikings interior uh, defensive lineman. You got this Thornhill, the safety you brought in. The third rounder you got from Tennessee, uh, the wide receiver, could be solid. And I really think this is, you know, Watson steps it back up. I I, I love those odds. I think it's plus 380. Is that what it to, is? Uh, win that AFC North. Yeah, I hate to say it. We're not allowed to like... Uh, and you have Elijah Moore too coming in. Do as a we know? But do I, we know though if 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 uh, Burrow is is going to be okay? I think he'll be fine. You think so? I, just think I mean, you, the way I he think fell, you with them. it looked I know, like it look an bad. Achilles, and I was like, "Oh yeah. boy, this is not right. good for Cincy." Um, and that you like that, right? You want to compete against a team, uh, a mangled team. You no, don't care how you I get want, the first I want, place. I want the best of the best. Like I want Joey Burrow to be okay and right. be 100% because I want the Browns to beat Cincinnati at 100% because if they can beat Cincinnati at 100%, I think they can mm-hmm. beat anybody because Cincinnati's got yeah. a, a great team. I mean, they have literally their wide receivers are like A1. Like you, yep. they're, they're top, like T Higgins and, and Jamar chase are mm-hmm. insane. Like a, a, a round one and round two in fantasy football type of type of caliber players. And you got them at two wide receivers. That's incredible. And not to mention you have Joe Mixon as the, the running back. Yeah. And he took fewer sacks than uh, ever before, which was always a problem, right? With Cincinnati and, and sort of ironic uh, to see him hobble off um, last week or a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was. And but, not even get yeah, touched. That's, it's a great, right. That's true. That, that's uh, it's a great division. It really is a, a fun division. I think, I think like by week 15, you're still competing for a, for first. What's amazing there. is oh, you're not really talking yeah. about Pittsburgh or, or the Ravens, but they're mm-hmm. always in the mix. They're never, sure. they're never like a terrible team, a terrible team for like, for like, I don't know, for, for Pittsburgh is like a 500 team and everyone's like, yeah. Oh, they're terrible. They're horrible. 500 teams. Pretty good. Like right. you know, a lot of teams have made the playoffs with a 500 record. And so if granted, not, not, not in the, uh, the AFC. Cause I feel like the AFC is just way better than the NFC. No, I think, and you're right, but I, I think if you if they had odds on a division to have a team with six wins or fewer, the AFC North would far and away be uh, the longest shot. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Like Tomlin gets to nine wins every year. Um, the Ravens are only going to be so bad with the uh, healthy Lamar Jackson, right? What do you Even think o- o- uh, Odell will up? do? Do you think Odell can come back? Like, he's such an explosive, interesting, yeah, dynamic player, but can he come back from all those knee injuries and be 100% healthy? And are those knee injuries going to be a hinder? Cause he's getting older. You know, I, it's tough to get him to the finish line, right? I that what the Rams did with him was probably the, the perfect outcome, right? The most ideal, what you're going to do with that. But uh, like, as far as a 17 game guy, I'm not, I'm not sure um, that happens for him, but you know, they, I think they, they drafted the kid from uh BC as a receiver too. So they're helping Lamar out a little bit. I just don't know 
what wide receiver succeeds in that offense, right? Andrews. I don't know who you could put that. Yeah, but Andrews. even he had a down season last year. Yeah, as a tight end. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love that we're talking about it. It's only early August. And uh, and they got right Melvin there. Gordon now, right? As the running back, because J.K. Yeah. Dobbins is going to get injured probably. But Melvin, right. you know, it's weird with Melvin because you, you look back at like when he was on the Chargers and you're like, this guy is, this is the guy. Oh, my God, this is amazing. And then they get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Denver and kind of just kind of takes a backseat to Javante Williams for a second. And then it's like, wait, why are they getting Javante Williams when they have Melvin Gordon? And now he's over, what is he making a million bucks? Which yeah, that's basically what they're signing these guys. I was like, this is if I'm a running back, I'd be very angry because you look at some of the wide receivers, what they're getting. And Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times does Nick Chubb get the ball? How many times does will Melvin Gordon get the ball? Compared to, mm-hmm. you know, any of the, the wide receivers that are getting the mad cash. Well, what about even just blocking, right? The, the running back blocks are more uh, important than the wide receiver blocks for the most part, right? There's that. There's They catch passes as well, running back. I don't know what's going to have to happen. I, uh, we talked about this yesterday. There may have to be like four running backs. Henry, as you mentioned, and uh, 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 Eckler. I, I don't, I'm, you know, Chubb that have like 2,000 yards rushing. Well, the like, hard I don't know part how is this they changes. feel like they can just put anyone there. Not necessarily mm-hmm. anyone, but like an undrafted running back can literally become Arian Foster. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, that's mm-hmm. that's just what has happened and what can happen. Like if a person gets drafted in the fifth round and there's a running back, he could be P- D- Pacheco. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. why am I paying all these guys this stuff when I can get in the fifth round uh, a solid running back? Instead of like uh, Clyde Edwards Lair, which I thought was going to be, you know, the next yeah. coming of, of I guess you could say, you know, Emmett Smith, but did not happen. That's a good. Yeah, I, and and so I think you're saying you could blame Patrick Mahomes for this, for the downfall of the running backs, because as long as the Chiefs can win a Super Bowl with the uh, Pacheco or Clyde Edwards Lair, man, do you see Pacheco as as, run? He yeah. runs with violent, like. He is a yeah. violent runner. Like he finishes. It's it's actually fun to watch him. It reminded me of like Kareem Hunt. When he runs, he runs with mm-hmm. a purpose. Uh, right. Alvin Kamara fights for every single yard, but nobody's talking about Alvin Kamara anymore because it's like, ah, he's older, you know, who mm-hmm. knows what he's going to do. And I'm like, it's still Alvin Kamara. Like the dude fights for every yard. Yeah, maybe to his detriment, though. I mean, I used to love that as a Cowboys fan with Marion Barber, the late, great Marion Barber, and he would lower his head as he's approaching the sideline just to get that extra three quarters of a a yard. But you wonder if it made a difference. I'm thinking about, like, um, the lower levels, the high school and the colleges. Do we see fewer, you know, stars come out in the running back position? Do 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 we want to see, like, through high school, kids, you know, glorify the running back was the the position if you couldn't be quarterback, but are they more wide receiver oriented now, knowing that they have a shorter career, knowing that running backs are going to make less money? Well, I mean, how many running backs down. are actually taken in the first round? I mean, the last time I remember the Browns taking one was like Trent Richardson, you know, mm-hmm. and that didn't really f- lean out into, but Bajan, uh, you know, over in Atlanta, yeah. I mean, he's, he seems to be going to be taking, you know, the next step and being that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guy that everyone's going to be talking about, everyone's going to be looking at. And if he can actually take it and take the next step that everyone thinks he's going to be, maybe he can be a guy that's like, oh, okay, this is a new guy in. He's going to get that big contract because he's proven himself. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe for running backs. I just didn't, I didn't love Atlanta drawing him there. You, you feel like you want to, 
if you draft a running back in the first round, it should be because you're one piece away from making it to the Super Bowl or making it far in the playoffs. Well, they might think they're one piece away, but uh, I think everyone else (laughs) thinks differently. What do you think of that division, by the way? That division stinks. That division is horrible. I think both South divisions are bad. And if it's you could so figure embarrassing, those out, like last year money. I was watching this and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Like I was watching uh, what was that quarterback on Netflix and they were talking yeah. about Mariota. And I was like, wait, these guys are still in it. Oh my God. There was such a tour. It was that it was like the yeah. Tampa Bay was like four and like six, and they're like number one. I'm like, what is going on here? This is just absolutely brutal. Brady offered that division on a platter to anyone who wanted, right? Carolina was in it for a minute. Atlanta, like you said, I think they had like, uh, did they end up with seven wins? I think they might have. Um, and uh, yeah, it just, and the Saints are the favorite this year. And I just, I have to, I know it's like a, a rudimentary way of looking at it, but they have the best quarterback, the most proven quarterback in the division. I want Derek you know? Carr to do great. I really yeah. do. Cause I, I think that what happened in Vegas was just, horrible for him and now i'm i'm mm-hmm. hoping he, it, like i met him in tahoe and what a good stand-up dude like what a great guy like yeah. between him and Devonte adams like i was so i was in tahoe and we they, they have this american championship uh american i know Century what it championship is tony romo tournament. bets it bets himself every year yeah, i know i mean I, I i don't bet myself because i am i'm a good <laughs> golfer but i'm not a good yeah. golfer in tahoe let me tell you. That ya. seems like a lot of fun. Is it's, that just a, a it's, crazy party it's atmosphere? It's the one thing after? I look forward to every single year besides WrestleMania. Like that is the one okay. and that and SummerSlam because SummerSlam's obviously next yeah, this week. But I mean, Peacock, um, Saturday. Yeah. so mm-hmm. I, when I went and, and I, I played with Devonte, right? And mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't sure what to, what to uh, expect. You know, when you say you see your name next to Devonte Adams, I'm like, oh, wow. Oh my God. I know all about this guy, but to right. watch him now, they always say like, you know, make sure you keep your pace because obviously you have to keep pace. We're on a television show and everyone wants autographs and pictures and you want to make sure you give them time, but you also want to focus on the game because we are actually playing a golf game. Like it's not like, it's like a tournament. And so he would stop for every kid and every, every person that said, Hey, Devante, can I get a picture? Can I get an autograph? Well, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people would just be like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah." But he'd give the time and you'd see the effort. And so I was having a conversation. I was like, Oh, you suffer. Everyone's like, yeah. When a kid tells me I'm his favorite player, I can't just pass him up and not give him mm-hmm. a moment. And I was like, yes, that's a superstar. That's a superstar right. right there. That's a person I want to root for. I want him on every single fantasy team. This is why he's so good at everything that he does. And mm-hmm. it just, I was just so impressed with him. And uh, it makes me sad that he doesn't get to play with his buddy, you know, Derek anymore. Yeah. Did you feel um, like you've gone back and forth between uh, baby face and heel? And by the way, it's a very uh, schizophrenic quality. I think you should pick one side or the other. But anyway, do you feel like when you're a heel, you don't need to sign as many autographs as if you're a baby face, you're like, ah, oh, all right. I know they're calling for me, but uh, this would kind of be in character if I just got in my town car right now and drove away. It's all situational, right? So if you, mm-hmm. if these are fans that I know I can mess with, I would do that in the air right. where I'm at now compared to where I was when I first started in WWE, when I first started in WWE, I wanted everyone to hate me. And so I wanted to make sure that like when I, I wouldn't sign autographs, I wouldn't do anything because I wanted to make sure that they didn't like me. Right. But now mm-hmm. I look at it and I go, they get what we're doing. Like we have a television show. There's right. good versus evil. 
We have storylines. We're, we're one of the most creative TV shows out there. Uh, we have the larger than life characters. And so now I look at it as I'll sign autographs, but obviously I'll play with the, the people and make sure that they know they still hate me, even though they're getting an autograph. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And I wonder if the flip side of that is true too. So it's, it's almost miraculous that John Cena never turned heel. And I get why he didn't in the, in the regard that he, that no one even comes close to him in terms of uh, the make a wish, um, the, the wishes he's granted over the years. So, right. So if he turns heel, that muddies that a little bit, but I do think that. I think also he, he's just, he's just an out. ultimate baby face. He's an ultimate yeah. good guy. Even when, even when, People were chanting like, let's go, Cena, Cena sucks. Yeah. If you listen right. to that, it was grown adults basically chanting, Cena sucks. Let's go. Mm-hmm. See. And you hear the the little like the, the little kids. Yeah, you yeah. know, the little voice. Right. The kids were all saying, Let's go, Cena. So right, right. if the kids are doing it, like you want to lean more towards the kids than the the Uber fans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the Uber fans are gonna be like, Cena should be heel. Like he, he, he's such, it would be so much better as a heel. They're the ones that are going to be complaining. The kids are the ones that are going to literally be like dressing like him, walking like him, talking like him. And for him to go and be a bad guy, you don't want that. You want the kids to have a good role model and seen as that perfect role model. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow. It's weird that you have the demographic broken down for a single chant, but I think you're right. (laughs) I, 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 I dissect everything. Trust me. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I did want to bring up Paul Rubens. You had a, uh, I want to know what he meant to you. You definitely, you had a thing with him, right? Yeah. Uh, so, WW, a few years ago. So um, it's funny. My dad, uh, I'll talk to my dad. Right. And uh, I'll be like, dad, what's, what's the, f-? he'll, he'll be like, what do you think my favorite thing you've ever done in WWE is? And I'll be like, I don't know. Winning the WWE championship. No. Main eventing WrestleMania. No. He'll go, when you had that promo and you got in the ring with Pee Wee Herman, that was the best I've ever seen you. And I'm like, wow, really? You got to be kidding me. And you know what's funny about that? I don't know if Brian's ever told you because I know you're very good friends with Brian. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you about the day. So I got to do a promo with Pee Wee Herman. It was back in the guest host era where mm-hmm. either me or Jericho was going to be with the guest host every single week. Right. It's It was just happening that way. Like, that's just kind of what they did. Like, literally, it'd be me or Jericho just trading off on these guest hosts. And so mm-hmm. I I got in into the, the building and Brian Gerwitz comes up to me and goes, dude, uh, you're going to be doing a promo with Pee Wee Herman today. And I mm-hmm. go, you're kidding me. Now, I'm the biggest, like, when I was a kid, I was a yeah. huge Pee Wee Herman fan. All the movies, TV shows. I had these onesies. I had this onesie that was like his suit. And like, it would go all the way down. The socks were like his white, like, like shoes. And so right. I, I slept in it every day and I would always be like, ha, 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 and I would do, I know you are, but what am I to my dad all the time. And so when I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be able to do it. And, he, and Brian was like, yeah, but his PR says he doesn't want to do peewee. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? He doesn't want to do peewee. <laughs> His no. PR was like, yeah, he doesn't want to do peewee, blah, blah, blah. And me and Brian were like, we got to sit down with him. We got to get to him. <laughs> so we're talking to the PR uh, is, is and, and we're like, look, his publicist was like, look, yeah, we're not sure that like, blah, 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 you know? And so me and Brian sat down with Paul 
And literally, mm-hmm. as soon as we sat down with them, we were like, we'd really love if you were Pee-wee. He goes, yeah, sure, of course. And I'm like, wait, how does- That's yeah, unbelievable. His, isn't this crazy? <laughs> like his publicist literally just said, but when we sat down with him, he, it was almost like, it was almost like the publicist didn't, like they were just on two, whatever. So- but he we knows, right? Paul Rubens knows it's going to get a pop if he's Pee Wee in the ring. Yeah. Right? It's so, like, it, it, so yeah. when we started talking to him about it, and we started writing the promo, and we were, I was like, we got to have every line. I'm a loner, Dottie. I'm a rebel. Like, and there you are. But what am I? Like, we got to have all the Pee Wee freaking thing. And we all, all three of us, were just like going back and forth on what we could do. Oh, let's do this. Let's do this. This will get a pop. This will get a pop. Oh my God. Don't mess with the P like that's brilliant. <laughs> yes, Paul, let's do, don't mess with the P. Um, and so, uh, and so he ended up being Pee Wee Herman out there. And honestly, it's one of my favorite memories uh, being in a WWE ring because I was such a huge fan of Pee Wee yeah. and, you know, meeting Paul, and talking to him and then going out there and actually having a verbal joust, I guess you could say with Pee Wee Herman slash Paul Rubens. It was amazing because there was a lot of like improv in there as well. And the way he would, his, his mannerisms, his timing was just so well done. So funny. And Mm -hmm. you just can't, it's not something you could teach. It's the, it's the reason he is Pee Wee Herman. Like Paul Rubens is Pee Wee Herman. And he, the reason he is such a great actor but then afterwards we all get back we all hug we all say oh my god that was amazing thank you so much and you know every birthday after that he yeah. would text me starting at like i don't know eight in the morning every hour <laughs> on the hour like a birthday meme just wishing what? me a happy birthday i still have a couple of his videos he would send me like you know how like before cameo was a thing yeah. He would literally do like a selfie video and just say, Hey Mike, I want you to know that you're a really special person. You're funny, wow. you're creative and you're amazing. And today is your day. And, and honestly, these were all like, and it was just like Surreal. a buildup of complete positivity. It wasn't him being sarcastic. It was him being very thoughtful and real. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a couple of these videos that literally I, I was, I was going through when I heard that he passed I was going through and it was just, it was bringing almost tears to my eyes because of just yeah. how nice. And, and he didn't have to do that. And he, he would do was it. Every a, birthday, it was a genius. Every yeah, Christmas. As, you, as you said, I know he didn't miss a holiday. He really did. I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but he did. He had a list of people he would reach out to and he never missed one. He would really, he would be on it. And it was amazing when I met him and really it brought families together. You, you see countless um, anecdotes about how, people watch with their parents. I, I likened him to the Beatles a little bit in that, you know, they, they were uh, artists that produced contact that both the parents and the kids could like and enjoy together, you know? And, uh, and like you said, like when he was in the ring there, I watched that promo from uh, last night and he's going to win no matter what, right. Because <laughs> of his lunacy. Exactly. He did one with Piper. He did one with Piper years back. That was similar to yours, but, uh, just a, a creative genius. And, uh, and like you said, you're just a sweetheart of a guy. Like, um, I don't know why I would be surprised by that, but, uh, I, I think he gets a bad rap for, you know, uh, the quality of a human being he is. And it, uh, that it's just ridiculous because he was oh a, my God. a caring I mean, man. I, knowing that what I like meeting Paul Rubens and talking to him and actually getting to know him, 
he did things that were like above and beyond of whatever was asked. And Mm -hmm. like, so, yeah, I mean, I just have very fond memories as a child uh, growing up, like idolizing him and then being able to work with him and be around him and talk to him, text him, call him. Yeah. Um, Just the sweetest person you could ever meet and just a nice, nice guy. And so above and beyond talented. It's crazy. Just you you don't realize talent. Like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. talented when you're, when you're a kid, right. Growing up. But then when you're actually working and you're actually going verbatim, like, Oh, here here are the lines. And line, like you're always like in, in acting classes or whatever, the lines don't really mean anything. It's like what you do in between the lines. Right. And then you work with someone like Paul Rubens and you're like, Oh, this is what they mean when the lines don't matter because it's mm-hmm. what you do. It's the the facial expressions. It's the timing. It's, it's the natural present. It's it. There's so many things that go involved with just a, a line. That's like, I know you are, but what am I, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, like that kind of stuff. It's just, it's, it's genius. And, uh, I, you know, he will be missed. You know, I, my birthday's in October. And I, it, mm-hmm. when that happened, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm not going to get a text yeah. for 24 hours of just making me right. laugh, you know? Well, if you do, please let us know yeah. because that would be, I'll a, let you a, know. A, and then also <laughs> I won't get a Christmas card. Uh, those yeah. Christmas cards were amazing, you know, mm-hmm. and seeing all the other people's stories. Like I saw Eric Stone Street uh, mm-hmm. posted one of like he got a video from Pee Wee and yeah, he posted yeah, yeah. it. And I was like, oh, my God, like I got like the same type of video and like to see other people getting the same right. experience and sharing like this is how he made me smile. It's so cool. Right. I wish he would have inspired you um, during your 201 day losing streak. That's the only thing I I, I worried about. Well, I mean, you maybe know, he was done with you then after before that. Those matches, you know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, when it's not for something like WWE yeah. Championship and Intercontinental Title, you know, maybe I guess I just kind of phone it in. <laughs> right. It's like you, know, you can beat me. Go soccer. ahead. It'll make everyone <clears throat> feel better. It'll make the fans feel better. That's what. That's yeah. the type of. That's the type of. You know, I should be applauded for allowing yeah. these superstars to beat me so mm-hmm. you can feel good about yourselves and they could feel good about themselves. I'm the hero in all this story. That's what right. people don't realize. And for hundreds of days, you kept this going. I do wonder, do you need to be retrained? Because I am an undefeated um, retired <laughs> wrestler, but I'll come back. I mean, maybe you need a new finisher or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. Can, what what kind of finisher can you teach me, Sal? <clears throat> Well, I don't know if you watch, but I suplexed uh, Santino Morella. I yeah, him suplex in like is a really good finisher yeah. there, Sal. Yeah, that's well, definitely a finisher. You got, maybe you have to start with the basics. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not maybe sure just, what to just, do with just you. a hip toss and cover one, two, three, and I'm done. That's all. That's exactly it. You are um, not wrestling, though, this Saturday, right? You're going to be basically the master's, master's you, you ceremonies. You know what's amazing about yes. any, anything? Raw, SmackDown, mm-hmm. SummerSlam. Uh, whatever, whenever the, whether it's a live event, anything, mm. you really don't know what's going to happen. Even as a WWE superstar, I've been there for 20 years and still to yeah. this day, people are like, so are you on SummerSlam? Well, right now I am not booked on SummerSlam, right. but when I get there on Saturday, I guarantee, and this has happened many times and mm-hmm. in my, in my life and in my career, Ms. you are needed today for a match. You're going to be doing X, Y, and Z. Uh, you're going to be facing this person and mm-hmm. here you go. And it's like, oh, 
okay, this is only our biggest show, but uh, all right, let's go. <laughs> and so, yeah, I write as of right now, I don't have a match on SummerSlam, but you never know what's going to happen. Like at, at WrestleMania this year at SoFi Stadium, sold out two nights, right? I'm the host. Yep. I'm like, okay, I can host. <clears throat> the day of, they're like, yeah, and Snoop Dogg's going to help you out. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg's going to help me out. I walk out there. And uh, they're like, hey, here's an impromptu match against Pat McAfee. Oh, and here's George Kittle. Mm-hmm. He's going to literally just like spear you, clothesline you on the outside. And I'm like, wait, what is going on here? I'm in a match. Yeah. I'm in a $10,000 suit and <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. And then literally the next day, Shane McMahon comes back and it's like, oh, oh my boy. God, Shane McMahon is here. Uh, I have a match mm-hmm. with him now in another $10,000 suit. I'm like, great. This right. is wonderful. Then Shane you know, hurts his leg and Snoop Dogg comes in the crazy. ring and sucker punches me twice. And Talk then I about lose improvising. The Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Well, maybe you should uh, stop wearing expensive suits. I mean, you could just wear a Lululemon or something. What am I going to do? Wear know. a hoodie like you, Sal? And a, and That's a free right. hat? Put a hoodie on. Did you get that hat <laughs> for free, do- Sal? What does it say? Hall of Fame? I'm not even I sure. I feel what like it says. that's a free hat and a free hoodie. I feel like your entire outfit is just absolutely free stuff. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm like a red carpet uh, A-list actress. You know, you, you know do? who has good, like good free stuff, by the way? Who's that? Jimmy. Jimmy Kimmel so? has good free, like whenever he gives <laughs> like a bag, like he'll always oh, put oh, the swag. Yeah, yeah the yeah. swag bags that, that Jimmy yeah. gives for Jimmy Kimmel Live. Let me tell mm-hmm. you something. Those shirts are not like cheap. Like they're like good, solid, like shirt. I wear that shirt all the time. He'll put like hoodies in there. And then the hats, yeah. like a trucker hat. That's like, reminds me of like, like Ashton Kutcher back in two thousands, which it could be still cool in this day. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I usually get like a cup that I still use. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he always, always puts in something for the kids, which I think yeah. is a nice, sweet touch. So there you go. I, I, let's we were give, just let, talking let's about give, the quality give, of, uh, what's of that? those shirts. We were just talking about the quality of those shirts um, and how, how good they are and everything and how, uh, yeah, yeah, they do a good job. By the way, they could be collector's items. Do you think this strike is ever going to end? Uh, man, I hope. I hope it ends soon. Uh, yeah. I do think the actors and writers do deserve. I think mm-hmm. the writers do deserve a lot more. I mean, the writing is where where it's at. Like great writing is very hard to come by. That's and what Brian Gewertz always says. Yeah. What's that? Well, well, Brian, that, yeah. <laughs> Brian, as much as I hate to put him, put him over is yeah. one of the most talented writers I've ever seen. Uh, uh, don't say that. I hate, yeah. I hate when I have to text him and go, <laughs> Hey, you got anything for this? Because I'm having trouble right now and I'm in a block and my brain is just right. not working. And he'll literally come back with the greatest line. And I'll be like, Oh my God, yeah. I hate that. I have to use this. <laughs> by the way when i asked him for a line for you with this hall of fame he sent me like six options and i was like i, I just i was like i don't even know which is the best of these isn't it amazing how, how fast yeah. he is and how like it's crazy he's terrific because he knows he writes he gets paid and it all you know translates into a very new uh bobblehead yeah. bobblehead doll <laughs> i could live with the <laughs> i mean his I, have you seen i think he's like um sparing with the pictures he sends of that apartment of his. But I think really I've never been to it. Asylum. And the reason I yeah. think I've never been to it because he's never mm-hmm. invited me one and two, he right. knows that if I get in there, he's going to be missing some stuff like right. or, or things are going to be out of place. I'm going to do so much work <laughs> in that Mets room that he's not going to realize it until I leave. And then he's going to realize it and he's going to go, Oh my God. 
you know, my, my, yeah. my seat from, you know, whatever it is. Shea stadium is gone. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I watched the Mets Yankees game with them uh, last week. We went and we were betting like every pitch. It was ridiculous. But between that, uh, Wait, when I got it's a it ball in, or I, strike dollar for a <clears> ball dollar for I'm, Were you really I'm not even kidding? That's what it was. You, the, you could bet how fast the pitches is. This going to be over under no. 87.8 miles an hour. Yes. It's insanity. I didn't even talk to my children who were there. Um, what I hear for like two and a half hours. That is just, just like degenerate gambling, Sal. That's it's a not problem. Good. Yeah, I think I won like nine out of sixty-two bets or something. But yeah, you, the, you have wait, to, you, you have to you're careful. on like an app, like betting. Yeah, no, you're yes, not yes. for pitches. You're like sitting, you're not just like with Brian being like, "Hey, I bet you a buck oh, that this no, will be no. over ninety-seven miles an hour." No, you you could do this. It's kosher on on all the apps. You go on Caesar's app, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Oh so my god, we were doing that. But between that, I did come up with an idea, which he scoffed at initially, but I think I convinced him, you know, he's got all these bobbleheads and all these action figures for sports teams. I said, you should do your own, write, write a movie or your own version of Toy Story, but it's with these dumb Mets figurines, like the Lenny Dykstra and the Ron Darling figurine fight each other. And there's a whole storyline for when you, for when you leave and they try to climb the wall of Shea stadium that you purchased and, and stuff like that. So I don't know if he's working on it, but uh, I do think it would be a big hit. Could be. <laughs> Could be. I mean, <laughs> with him writing, it'll be great, yeah. but I mean, I don't know how you yeah. make it different than toy story and how you make it better than toy story. Toy story is like, my kids still watch that yeah. to this day. You know, my kids are watching good. a lot of Super Mario Brothers movie. They are watching oh, yeah. that like like Hawks that right now. Hit. That was a big hit. It's a yeah, big one for, for sure. them. All right. Well, we covered a lot today. We really did. You got the you got the losing streak behind you, right? Yeah. You're gonna host. We, by the way, have we haven't talked about League of Leagues. Are we not gonna? Are we oh, not gonna we talk about? I mean, I'm glad actually you're not talking about it. But I was just looking at, I was like, oh, I'm with Sal. Are I got to like talk about League of Leagues. Baseball? I'm not really yeah. happy about it because my team is just atrocious right now. I'm in 13th <clears throat> out of 14th place. Like right. my pitching, my pitching has like, I lost everybody. I lost all my pitching <laughs> yesterday. Lively, 13 yeah. earned runs. 13 oh, no. earned <laughs> runs. How? I literally just picked him up last week. Last week, right. I just picked him up. And I literally well, the good put news in is you can't drop much in. lower than 13th, right? What are there 14 of us in the league? Yeah. There's 14 so of us in the ring. Tank. I'm in 13th place in baseball. And it's because I blame lively. Like I blame right. he went up against the Cubs. The Cubs are not mm -hmm. like a run heavy team. Like they're not that great. Like they're okay. Right. They're just not great. Oh yeah. They scored 20. That's right. Yeah. yeah but here, here's what you sucks. Think? Here's what sucks about this league. You're going to now, not that you have any uh, good players, but you're going to uh, trade off whatever good players you have on this baseball team to get like a Nick Chubb or something. I already have Nick Chubb. And it's going to be ridiculous. I already have oh, Nick you Chubb. Have I've got, uh, are you, you kidding me? Do, do you want to go over my football team for this league? Not really. Oh my God. No. Let, let's do that because my, my team. <laughs> go Everybody's pretty, got a good football. I got Lamar go Jackson. Nick Chubb, uh -huh. Javante, which by the way, is Javante going to be back? Javante I think they Williams? like his prospects. Yeah. I think he might've been on PUP early, but. Okay. So I then I have DJ Moore, Christian Kirk, George mm -hmm. Pickens, Mark Andrews, Rashad White. I mean, come on. That's a good team. DJ that's going to be Pickens. a dominant team. Is it? You dominant. don't think so? No, that would, that team would come in fourth place in the uh, NFC South. I think. All right. First off. Yeah, First I mean, you're asking me about your second best running back if he's going to even play. Well, well, I think so. With running backs, <laughs> I feel like you can pick up running backs later on. 
in, in this league. Cause a lot of people get injured. You pick up right. people. And so that's where the running backs are in display. As long as you got an a one running back in this league, you're good. I think DJ sure. Moore is going to have uh, a year because I think he's out of, you know, Carolina, which he needed to get out of. He's got a better mm-hmm. quarterback. Uh, hopefully uh, Justin has worked on his, you know, throwing and his mechanics. Mm-hmm. And so he right. can get it to him. Christian Kirk. I think Trevor Lawrence is freaking is ready to go. I think, I think he's going to have a breakout season to be honest with you. Yeah. So, all right, but you don't even, you okay. don't care. You don't care about the league. I think Brian does all the work, doesn't he? He does do all of it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He absolutely does all the work, but no, that's my problem with it because somebody who is in 13th place like you in baseball is going to do a fire sale and end up with uh, no, I don't know, do that. actual football roster. No, I don't do that. I, someone actually already asked no. me if that wanted to trade Matt Olson. And I was like, no, he's my best player. He's been freaking right. awesome this year. And they're like, yeah, but you're not going to do anything in baseball. I'm like, I'm going to get in seventh or eighth place. That's what I'm going to work <laughs> no, towards. And then I'm going to be in first in ba- football and first basketball. Okay. I know I'm going to be number one. I'm always oh, top wow. three. I'm always top three in basketball. Baseball is my know, hard one. That's where I have a I hard time. I am so with. surprised that you, uh, I know you're in a league with like Nathan Segura is a good guy. And yep. I just, I can't believe how much effort you put into this one. Oh, it's such I, a I, this is my, uh, this Brian's in this league. If I lose yeah, to I Brian Gerwitz, are you kidding me? Not yeah, going to happen. Let you hear the end of it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I'll tell you what is going to happen. You are going to do a promo at SummerSlam at Ford Field this Saturday, and there's going to be a celebrity attached to it. And you're going to interview the celebrity, and it's going to seem like everything's okay, but then you're going to turn your back, and the celebrity is going to clock you. All right. So I'm warning you. I'm what not, celebrity you know, would you want? Like what Detroit celebrity, like Eminem coming in there or like Kid Rock or like uh, who else is there? Jared, Jared Goff. I think Kid Rock is pretty. Yeah, I, I don't know, but he's polarizing at this point. Oh, yeah. Eminem, Eminem. It's got to be Eminem for Detroit, right? Did you see um, him with Ed Sheeran? That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you should do something like that. Yeah, maybe I just start together. singing. Lose yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, my voice sounds exactly like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> All right, we've kept you too long. This was tremendous. Uh, you say you look forward to SummerSlam and uh, every year and the, and the Paul Rubens message. Well, this is uh, right there up there for me um, talking with you. Usually Brian's there to mix it up. Uh, but Where I think he did today? a good job with that. What does he have to do? I don't know. He's, he's doing nothing. Sleeping right now. He has right to rearrange now. his figurines, you know? It's Wednesday. That so is that's true. what he does. Uh, you have anything else to promote? This is going to be great. SummerSlam Saturday, Ford Field. You get it on Peacock. Yeah, get it there. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's 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 the, that's the bulk of it. Monday Night Raw too on USA Network. Beautiful. Everybody Check me out on TikTok and Instagram, Mike the Miz. <laughs> yeah. All right, Miz. Appreciate it, pal. Thanks, man. Good luck. Good seeing you. All right. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with our play of the day. All right, guys. The Miz says he's a Hall of Famer. Interesting. And he he, he mentions those Marine movies, uh, Brother Bry, as a reason why he should be uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Have you seen those? I mean, you saw you saw Co- Cocaine Bear the other day, and you haven't I even did seen watch, uh, The Miz. I, uh, well, I saw part of one of them. Okay. So that was enough. Yeah, that was a, probably you're not me. sending him to the Hall of Fame based <laughs> on what you saw. Well, look, he, I I think you know he very well could be a Hall of Famer. Um, mm-hmm. there's, I don't know how long it takes guys to make the hall of fame though. Right. Because obviously like the rock, right. is still not a yeah. hall of famer, but he'll be whenever he wants to be right. 
like Chris Jericho is a Hall of Famer. The Big right. Show is not a Hall of Famer. Like how I just don't know how long it takes. I mean, I'm sure Miz is going to get in. It's just a question of if it's, you know, as long as five you're years or 30 years with the McMahons, I think you're in uh, you're in good shape. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, The Rock. Did The Rock get inducted? Oh, oh no, he hasn't. Right. No, 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 I guess he hasn't. No. All right. Yeah, they're just waiting. Yeah, because I, I don't know. These guys never really retire. So I don't know right. if it's like baseball and football where you have to wait five years. Anyway, <laughs> I know you've been waiting five years for our plays of the day for Wednesday. I'm going Cubs Reds over 10. This is a good number on Caesars. I saw 10 and a half hanging all over the place. You have to lay 120. Now they've played seven games this year against each other and they overhit in all seven. We're going to make it eight in a row tonight. Of course, 29 runs scored yesterday. Ridiculous. And normally you're like, well, the bats are going to die down. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that's just a stupid thing in our heads. Like these guys are hot. Maybe not all like 12 of them will, will hit, you know, 12 of the uh, 18 bats. Um, but Drew Smiley, 475 ERA, pitched nine and a third, gave up 11 runs on 16 hits against the Reds this season. Um, he is not going to be lights out. I know that. 7-5 final, bet the over. That's my play of the day. Uh, Harry, what you got? Yeah, I was just going to do a straight bet, but you know what? I'm going to do a parlay instead. This pace plus plus 409. Sal, you mentioned Senga the Mets earlier. I'm going to take seven or more strikeouts for him at plus 123. Arguably was the best pitcher on the Mets this season. Definitely is now with Scherzer and Verlander gone. He had the most K, he's got the most Ks on the team. He's averaging 11 per nine innings. Give me seven or more strikeouts for Senga. Parlay it with Bry. I'm, I'm going to throw the Dallas Wings in there. Dallas Wings, oh. WNBA. Minus 260 over Seattle, Dallas 7-3 and three in their last 10. And Seattle tied with Phoenix for the worst record in the league, and they have the worst <laughs> record at home this year at 2-11. and 11. And my third team on this parlay, like I said, it pays plus 4-9. I'm going to take the Dodgers, minus 1.5 against Oakland. Uh, the A's Hogan Harris ERA is over 6 in July. He's given up 16 earned runs in 18 innings. And in his last seven starts, the A's are 0-7 when he takes the hill, six of them. By two runs or more. Wow. Give me a three teamer there that pays plus four oh nine. That's a lot. I'll tell you right now, I know the deadlines hit us, but um if Senga does hit more than seven strikeouts, he's gone. He's on the trade block. You say first time tomorrow. <laughs> Done. Uh but babyface, what were you saying about Harry's pick? Well, it was usually he's all in on Buffalo wings, but I'm glad he also likes the Dallas wings. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He's a wing guy. Uh, by the way, underneath his wing, this, I think, Friday, we're doing paying off a cap of consequence to, to my detriment. Um, I had LSU. What did I have? I had Florida over LSU in the yeah. baseball. And Harry had LSU. And so as a consequence, I have to eat gator that resides under Harry's armpit for uh, an unspecified amount Salad. of time. Sound like yeah. your buddy Roddy Piper used to say he's all out of bubble gum, right? That used to be a uh, saying. Sure. I'm all out of deodorant, baby. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is not going to be out. good. You should, oh. sound, you should sound more excited. He should? You. I should. You. This is, Me? You get Why? To, you're gonna, this is going to be great. You get to try gator, gator meat. This is, <laughs> ugh. I don't know. <laughs> hair, hairy hair. What, can you I shave your armpit at least? Can I you shave it? My body, except my head. My armpit, not so much, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's promising then to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's going to go yeah. down. That's freaking sickening. All right, Parley Kid, give us uh, your play of the day. Well, look, I had some success going with the Rays the other night uh, <laughs> against my Yankees. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know we got Cole on the mound, but the Rays at plus 100 here are just too good to pass up against the Yankees team. 
that just cannot hit the ball. Shane McClanahan on the mound for Tampa has not been great since his return from the the uh, the injured list, but mm-hmm. uh, still, uh, you don't have to be great to uh, shut down this Yankees offense uh, unless Cole is absolutely stellar tonight, where he gives up one run or less. The Yankees will not win this game. Let's take the Rays at plus one hundred. This let's uh, go against this lifeless Yankees team until they sh- until they prove otherwise. So yeah, it sucks for betters who like to target you know successful pitchers because you don't you just don't get it with the call on the Yankees anymore. You got to get you got to hit his props or you got to hit the over under for you know Rays runs or something. But to take the Yankees even in a coin flip game to save uh, from being swept, uh, not a guarantee by uh, <laughs> at any stretch. All right, brother Bry. Blue Jays. Yeah, th- these sound a lot like uh, the parlay I put in at the Turning Stone. I had the <laughs> I had the Rays, I had, I had the Dodgers, I have the Blue Jays, who I'm taking on this. But mm-hmm. I know this is a four game series. But you know the Orioles have won. Uh, you know they they beat them up the last game. They won the first two of this series. In general, it's hard for the you know against good teams. It's hard to. And again, I know it's four games, but it's hard to sweep these type of series. But Kikuchi's on the mound here for the Blue Jays. He's pitched well in his last two starts. And like Rodriguez for the Orioles, this guy, man, this guy, the Yankees saw him last mm-hmm. week. I mean, the guy's got phenomenal stuff, but he's struggled outside of uh, in some of these games outside of the Yankee games. So uh, he's had some bad outings here. So I like the Blue Jays to get back, uh, get back a win here. So I'll take them at minus 125 at home. All right. Now, when you lose that parlay uh, that you turned in at the turning stone, does the clerk behind the sports book desk, does he, you know, does he FaceTime you and laugh? Does he hold up the ticket? And laugh, well, laugh, I have laugh, a feeling that's going to be the last time I return there for a long, very long time. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, I lost in the soccer. I finally, I, you know, I had these parlays with the, uh, it was the greatest thing. I'd, I'd go to bed. I'd wake up. I'm like, oh, look at this. I made money. Both teams not to score in the first half. And I think I hit like eight out of 10 parlors. I just got smashed last night. Who did I have? France. It was France. Yeah, France. Was France, France, Panama. That's right. Oh, I was wow. 3-0. Panama. I was wow. France. I was 3-0 going into that. Was that an own goal that killed me for the first half? It might have been. Anyway, I finally uh, lost. That was, uh, I think it was like 35-2 and two before it was good, it was a good last run. night. Good run. I also had a parlay to qualify, and Brazil screwed me. Honestly, I was going to win this. It was a seven-team parlay, and Brazil with a draw. I, I think I've got it figured out, though, for the rest of the way. And it starts with uh, betting against the United States. We can talk more about this tomorrow. <laughs> but, Brian, they're favored against Sweden. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, 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 like where you, I like where you're headed here, Sal. This team mm-hmm. is like a, it's very lackluster. And by the way, I lost too. I had uh, I needed Italy to close out a big parlay. They lost to South Africa, who I think was ranked like yeah. seventieth yeah. in the world or some something crazy. I, I was going to I was going to mention the guys on Monday uh, on Monday's pod that uh, to look out for Sweden, who was at the time eighteen to one, and that's who the United States is playing. Mm-hmm. Now they're twenty two to one on uh, on Caesars, and they've outscored their opponents nine to one when. I watched that United States game the other night, uh, and they were lifeless on offense. Have no offense, and uh, you see Netherlands put up seven against Vietnam. Uh, United States only put up three against them. Inside, aside from that game, they've had no offense. Rapino did nothing when she came yeah. in the sixty-fifth minute. She does twenty-two to one on the field. Yeah. Mm, twenty-two yeah. to one because that top. If you get past U.S., that top bracket's not bad, right? Right, and right. Ryan, you mentioned you mentioned South Africa was like seventieth. Netherlands is, is at ten to one, who's looked really good too. They get South Africa in the next round. 
Well, my big bet is the U.S. to make the Final Four. That was before this tournament, before I even saw them play, or whatever this is, if you call it play. I mean, they played like one good half, I think, uh, you know, out of three games. Uh, Carly Lloyd was very critical. Uh, they were dancing afterwards, right? Taking pictures with fans right away. And uh, I, they're not making the Final Four. I just have to figure out this next game. I do like Sweden plus a half at minus 140. Um and then oh, maybe yeah. I can get a little bit of a middle if, if the U.S. gets lucky and extra yeah, yeah, time, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. So that's, not bad. Uh, that's not probably going to be my thing. Uh, so there you go. Soccer. We're going to talk football, more baseball tomorrow. And I want to thank The Miz. I want to thank Mikey Meatballs, Babyface Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta. Uh, that's another episode of Against All Odds. I want to say uh, good luck and happy handicapping. Na 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 na